Me? Yes. Can you still hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. That last song, <laughs> I wanted to crumble. We just came through Easter. And, well, I didn't want to start it out on this note, but I don't know if it hit you or if you can think of those words again. He humbly came to earth. I don't remember them all, but he didn't choose that. You know, the Father God did. What he gave up to come to earth to be a man and not a God up there with his father, to take on the things, the sins of a man and to suffer and be crucified in such a terrible way, unknown to history. This is our history. I realized we got through Easter. I guess this is the way I'm supposed to go. We got through Easter, and it was like, it really meant a lot to me this year. Just thinking of really thinking about what he did so we could have Jesus, so we could have so freely all he's provided by his sacrifice that's not known to man. How could he have done that? And, and it was after Easter, and it was like, I just heard this inside. Don't let go of Easter yet. Ooh, like, this was no small thing. It's our history. It's our legacy. I'll put you back together. But you know, what a price he paid. Who could ever do that? And then the other verses, I mean, he came to a world that everybody didn't like him, everybody spurned him, said bad things about him. He was persecuted. He was only welcome probably on Palm, I'm just saying this, I'm speculating this is Anita, on Palm Sunday when they thought he was going to ride in, but he rode on a donkey. He was born at a stable because there was no room for him in the inn. And to a teenage girl who wasn't even betrothed to her husband at the time. So look what they had to deal with. I mean, really, what a story. When you think about the price that was paid just so I could have salvation. That's why I want to humble myself and bow down to him. That's why he's worthy. It said it there too. He's worthy. He's worthy. No man, no God other than our God, no one can hold that place and that throne in heaven to qualify what our God qualifies for. There is no other. And we are a blessed people. And the times we're in, of course, are so unprecedented. And we really don't know some of the future. 
but I know Pastor John has been warning us for a few years, and we're feeling it of the persecution because the church, when it should be our finest hour, and it's some people, a minister was saying it's the year of the church. I hope so. I hope he's right. Because this, um, we have to really gird up the loins of our mind and locate ourselves and find out what do we think about this? Where are we in this picture? So that because in this walk, and I've been doing it for a while, and I wouldn't trade it for anything because it's better than rubies or pearls. There's no price you could put on having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and having the benefits in Psalm 103, having the great, great things that it gives us of peace and joy. Doesn't mean it doesn't work, because <laughs> you have to seek him. You have to make a decision. And that's where our wills come in. This isn't where I plan to go. That's where our wills come in. You know we're going to set ourselves, like in the Old Testament, Second Chronicles 2.20, the battle with Jehoshaphat. And they went to their God, all the people, all the children, and they're looking to their God, everyone, just crying out, what are we going to do? We're afraid. He was afraid. And um, it was, you know, the message they got. And the message I keep getting, yeah, now that I think about it, is set Stand, see, the salvation of the Lord. That's been a favorite uh, scripture of mine because it indicates faith is a rest and that they had to be so careful. And we, we, and the first of the year, I'm just, I guess I'm supposed to testify what I've been, you know, seeing. Um, of the, uh, at the first of the year, it was to be on guard. I kept getting that message with some other things, in a, like a scripture, just be on guard, and then stand still, but don't move. Don't, don't get in fear and dread. Don't, you know, just, it was like, <laughs> it could have been just for me. <laughs> But I'm just saying, <laughs> the tone changed <laughs> at the beginning of the year for me. And because of what we're doing here and what the world is going through, I just don't want to see or hear any more stuff for a while because it's, it just makes you want to, I don't know. But... Um, so we really have to be, be, be prepared. I think my son gave that teaching last year about the armor of God. And I'm sure you all know that we have to wear the armor of God. I remember when I wake up in the morning, I quickly come, try to come to my senses and put on the armor of God. 
so that I can get up, put my feet on the floor, because it's like we're in a war, aren't we? It's like we're almost in trenches. We don't want to go there. Um, but I remember that message. And, uh, but you know, the wonderful thing is, I really came here to give you a very positive message. But we have to deal in truth because the challenge of the church, I hate to say it, it's made me upset for years now. They're, they're, they're not more relevant in telling the truth. And that we've gotten so carried away, just what pastor's been teaching in religious tradition, religious pride, every form you can think of because we have an enemy. And he's an enemy of our soul. He does not want us. You can tell now. He's, he doesn't want us around proclaiming a whole lot, you know? He's trying to get people separated, quiet, afraid. That's the fear tactic. And I remember Joyce Meyer saying, so it made me feel really good a couple years ago. She started talking about the enemy. It's real. <laughs> so, you know, that means we better wake up. Because, <laughs> you know, like Pearl Harbor, they came in, they had no idea. And then look what happened. But, you know, if we're prepared, put on the armor, we have everything we need. Because that's the good news of what I want to tell you about. It's a commercial. I've gotten this commercial all year so far. And I said, what am I going to do with this? God just kept putting all this stuff. I felt like I was swirling, getting so much input or information. And so I told Pastor John, I said, I had to do something with this. I can't, you know, because I, uh, yeah. And so he said, well, there's a woman's meeting coming. And it was like, ooh. So just prepare for that. <laughs> and so then I started getting excited and but very anxious because I thought, oh, this is so much stuff. How would I ever put it into a message? See, only God can do that because I couldn't, I couldn't make it uh, all fit together the way I wanted it to. But isn't that good? Because God can take over and he can do things his way, say things he wants to say, and have a say. And then, you know, we get a lot more so that we get our eyes to see what he says. And we need the word. We need the word. The word, the word. That was the other thing I kept getting at the beginning of the year. Because the last two years, I was, <coughs> excuse me, kind of focused on the Holy Spirit because I was learning and taking a few courses uh, like uh, books uh, correspondence, something like that and because he's the power of the church he's the power that's why we don't have to be afraid because in 1 Timothy one seven, it says, 
for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And I don't know about you all, but my mind has been challenged a lot. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what is this, you know? I'm not going crazy, but there's something, but I had to make sure, you know, because he was messing with stuff, you know? And the COVID has not helped that cause because it's produced effects yeah, that weren't desirable. You know, when you, you can have desirable effects and undesirable effects. And this product I want to tell you about has no side effects, no hidden things, nothing. And the title of my message was Immunity in God's Kingdom. Have you had the immunity in God's kingdom? We got our COVID, most of us hopefully, uh, to cover, protect ourselves and other people, which we had to do, and to you know, be good citizens. And the second part is taste and see the Lord is good. This is my commercial. He can take care of you, and he can take care of me, you know, whatever's going on, whatever's down the road, whatever you have to get in tomorrow, whatever you might see out there, or just turn on the TV. And be very careful, please, especially if you have children. And, and so, but he can take care of us. That's what I've learned. And that's what I'm jealous for you all to start really pursuing when I say, let's really make up our minds to take another step of faith in God and trust him and do those things that will help us because his product does not fail. He will not fail us. He will not. But as it says, wow, I didn't. Psalm 91 and Psalm 92. I did a Bible study on that last year on Zoom which was a great privilege to just be able to do that. It meant a lot to build me up, too. And that was the psalm I got last year. And that, um, but it says, come, dwell, come into the secret place. No, I'm sorry, I'm going to something else. Um, Psalm 91, I know you all know it, I'm sure. Those who go to God Most High for safety will be protected by God, all-powerful. And I will say to the Lord, you are my place of safety and protection. You are my God, and I trust you. He's God Almighty, and we can be safe in the Lord And every few verses is almost another provision of protection and everything. But we have to seek the Lord. Because to be in that place where we can abide and settle down, it's not an easy thing to do, is it? (laughs) 
when you have jobs, schedules, families, interruptions, distractions, or, you know, um, other things people are working to get through or over. But he can, he can still take care of us because I have someone I've really been inspired by in history. I, she may still be alive. I don't remember. How many of you have ever heard of a missionary, Corey Ten Boom? A few of you. Well, just last week we were watching, turned on TV after supper, and it was up on a, a, a you know, on the program. So we watched it, and oh my goodness, if that didn't prove to me that he will take care of us, if we're abiding, if we're, if Jesus in our heart, you know, there are a few conditions that we have to pursue and go after. And the amazing thing is, she went through horrible things with her sister and their family, and they just kept doing amazing things. I know Sister Maria would like this story. I wanted to tell her, too. Because um, they kept housing people during the war. They kept hiding them. They kept taking them in. They were doing things and, you know, risking their own. And finally, they were found out. So they had to go, anyway, to a camp. And lo and behold, she'd lost her parents. She lost her sister, who was very brutally beaten. And they were still forgiving the guards. Or, or she was, I guess she got her sister or the other way around to say, we forgive them. You know, we forgive them. And they had great plans when they went out to help people and to start a home and do something. But her sister passed because she, you know, was weak and she just couldn't last. Well, lo and behold, one day a message came for Corey. I did not know this. That's why I'm so amazed. Not really. God. He's amazing. Nothing's too hard for him. He can do anything. I am convinced. And this, they got a letter from someone to release her, just her. So she packed her bag and she went out wherever, back to probably her old home site, which is either, I think it was in Holland, and uh, where they had a you know, an area and a store. They made something, watches or watch repair. And, uh, and the next day, the other women were taken away. And you can imagine what happened to them. Taken out of their, at least where they were somewhat safe, and then they were annihilated. One day before that happened, she got released. Wow, and somebody was telling this. She has a book called The Hiding Place. Ruth Graham, Billy Graham's wife, took her story and probably made it into a book. 
And so, uh, yeah, so she was something. She was a missionary, like a missionary. And uh, wow. So she was, so that's our God. And I thought, wow, because I've always looked up to her. Because I remember when she was in prison, I, I had a lot of hope scriptures or notes that I purchased when I was away, I think at Florida, at one store where they had, you know, a lot of gospel things and uh, on a rack. And uh, it was about getting hope. And they would have, um, uh, they would say a few sentences about hope, how to, you know, be hopeful. And, uh, and then they would give a scripture and then a person who we would know would say something. Well, she was on a lot of them. I mean, not, you know, not any more than anybody else probably. But I would look at those, and they'd be so profound to me. I thought, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, you know. And one of them, the most powerful, I thought, was that uh, look at yourself. Get depressed. Oh, that's easy to do, isn't it? Especially when we think we're failing, we're not up to this, whatever's going on. And uh, dealing with life things, even normal. And look at the world and get distressed. And look up and get rest. That's what she did. She got rest. They kept reading the Bible. They were having a Bible study there. And they were reading, you know, pages of a Bible or a Bible, as we've heard missionary stories before. So the God of all hope, we always have a hope. And there's a scripture, Romans 15, 13. And I want to speak it over every one of you. May the God of all hope give you all peace and joy in the knowledge of God and, uh-oh, I should have looked at, I didn't plan this. should have looked it up. Uh, it's a good scripture. And if you have, look it up later. Romans 15, 13, it's the God of all hope. Uh, give us peace and joy in believing. And I take it as in believing and trusting God. Do you have it? Oh, bless you, my child. Good work. Now, may the God of hope fill you ooh, with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's, that's, there's really a lot of meat to that. And I've been looking at that for the last years, probably since COVID, more even. <laughs> and then um, that's beautiful, isn't it? Because it's the joy and peace we get from believing. And it's about what we believe, isn't it? Because now this challenges us. It's just a little test. It's like, heaven forbid, if you exercise or you have to watch what you're eating or whatever, you know, any kind of thing. That if we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, 
And where's the believing happen in our heart? It doesn't happen in our heads. See, we can't just still go by our head knowledge. And that's where the church has gotten into trouble. And it's had a lot of help. Because people think they know it. But it's like, if I give you a gift, like I want to give you this gift of this great product that will never let you down, it will always come through, and it doesn't have any harmful side effects. So if I give it to you, you have to receive it, don't you? Like if I have something to give you, I could give it to you, but you have to take it, right? You have to receive it. That's why I remember prayer school and healing uh, when we were at Ramah. You have to receive it. Patsy uh, was teaching that. You have to receive it. It's yours. It's yours. And we just don't believe it because it's too good to be true. But it's not. It's really not too good to be true because I've been experiencing it. So I know it's true. I can stand by this product and say (laughs) it's the best. It's the ultimate. There is nothing better because no matter what, we're going to have what it takes. And that means when we get to something that looks difficult, this was the third part, immunization in God's kingdom, taste and see the Lord is good. I know that didn't all sound good. I'm sorry. But he can take care of you and me no matter what is going on or what's coming down the road. And so that's one thing I've learned uh, in the past from someone is that, you know, we're prepared and we don't even know it sometimes. Because the stress levels for people are getting very high, let alone the next generation who doesn't even know about Jesus or God and who have no instruction anymore that, you know, uh, we... Hmm, I went off, sorry. I don't know that I should have done that. Um, I lost my train of thought. So when we come to situations and we don't know what to do, or we don't know, or we definitely don't feel that we're enough, I don't know about you, that's happened to me a lot, because it feels like things just aren't the same as they were. You feel a little bit shaky, or you just realize that you can go out your door (laughs) and feel some things. And... um, The world is not the way it was. And we have the safe place. We have the hiding place. So let's be blessed and thankful that we can know the one. Because you may be here today. You may not have experienced that relationship. But all I'm saying is it's better. It's better than any relationship. And I could testify to that because I've sort of been a loner 
And I used to, it used to bother me, and I used to think, well, gee whiz, what about this? And I just kept feeling like, yeah, but you really wouldn't get to know me <laughs> if you had all these friends <laughs> or were popular, let's put it that way. Yeah. And so I was, okay. And then to be a pastor's wife. <laughs> and then, um, so, um, you know, but I wouldn't trade that for anything. I wouldn't even trade it for anything I've ever gone through, the good, the bad, the ugly, because I have a friend that I just know, and he's with me wherever I go, and I know it may sound, but honestly, it, it, it's really true. It's really, really true. And I've come to the place in the last two or three years because one time I just had to, oh, I guess I need to share. I just had to take away and pull away because our people at Rama, who were over us in the New England area said, you really need to take a break. I think it was after my husband had cancer. Uh, yeah, the first time. And he went through it and he was fine, but I wasn't. <laughs> Because inside, I was still, I had been holding on, or doing, and being, but I guess I didn't process it. So I had, to, I had to have that quiet time. So for almost two months, I didn't do all the same things. And I thought I was being punished. I really did. It was hard. And I said to my husband, when he's going to church, and I couldn't go, I said, you know, I'm going to have to go somewhere because I just can't sit here and watch it on TV. <laughs> and I wondered if I could. So he was able to call somebody, and we said that I could go there. So I would go there. I must have gone there three or four times over that time, uh, just so I could feel like I was going to church. But do you know that's when my walk with the Lord changed? None of this is in my notes. But you're getting it fresh off the press because I did tell God I would share whatever and that he could take over and do whatever he wanted through me. So I just took that time. It was in the summertime. So actually, we did get to do something really wonderful. We went on a cruise first in May because we were usually trying to do that if we could, when that could be possible. Uh, in this uh, role, of his role, as the lead minister, the shepherd. And so, um, that, and, and you know, I would just take walks. I would just be quiet. And we have no idea what it's really like to be quiet. <laughs> but I am thankful, because I think that kind of turns something around. That doesn't mean you all have to do that. But if you're willing... You know, the, um, so I was just enjoying outdoors, which is very restorative. I was working with plants. I did, hadn't done that a lot before. Taking walks, enjoying nature. And, you know, but all the time, I'm being restored. I'm being relieved. I'm, all this is leaving, you know. And uh, so then um, I was so much better for that. 
because it's almost like I had to go like this, you know, say, for example, okay, okay, Lord, and just look to him. And that's really what we need to be doing. And he knows you all so well. That's the amazing thing. This God of ours, this product, he knows. It doesn't matter whether your hair is oily or dry. It doesn't matter who you are. He's God. He knows every one of you when you were born and when you were in your mother's womb. What a wonderful thing. Just read Psalm 139 or in the Passion Translation and think about how he loves you and how he knows everything about you. There will never be anybody that knows you more. And that's why you love him so. Your love for God and his son and the Holy Spirit will grow in leaps and bounds. If you just, so I guess I'm giving you a condition for this product that you need to take the time. Now, many of you already are practicing or entering into this journey with the Lord, uh, your walk or prayer or in the morning. And I know I've given messages about it before in years past, how important it is. But I would say now more than ever, oh, you've got to have a peaceful, quiet time. Because your mind cannot process properly I never got into these brain things, never. But because of COVID and something else, I'm starting to think, yeah, this is really true. And there's a neurosurgeon, Dr. Carolyn Leaf. I'm not, I'm not indicating you should all know. But um, she did say some things. And so my friend in Tulsa sent me that information because she was looking into it she could feel the difference. And so, and we're a lot alike. So she's telling me or sending me notes about that. And I realized, yes, because I, I, for a while I thought, oh, it's like flooding in your mind. You can't think of something. Or for a while, like process properly uh, what it is. And it's a scheme. <laughs> it's a trick. Because, yeah, that's why we've got to be so, we really do have to now be considering what are we thinking about? What are we thinking about? Yeah, and the the pastor, the head of Rhema, said that at the beginning of the year on his envelope where he writes a message. What are you thinking about? And that you really do have to, you have to, um, you have to be aware and then uh, test yourself a little to know that you're thinking properly. Well, like, well, I, I feel like I must be giving you. <laughs> you are getting something out of this, right? Yeah. And you're listening. Because um, what am I feeling? Why? And what's the truth? I learned that. Uh, one time from a counselor years ago when we went to see somebody for a little while, 
years and years ago, uh, a Christian uh, counselor in this area. And uh, she said, you've got to process your feelings and know, what am I feeling? We have to catch some of that because strife is deadly. I found an old article from Joyce Meyer in some of my things that I keep. My husband says I have a lot of stuff I do. And I write notes and keep some things. Um, but uh, I'm doing better. No, I'm not. Uh, but he's accepted it. Um, so, um, but what she said is, what am I feeling? Why? But what's the truth? Because you know we're women. Women. <laughs> it's not easy. The men, they have it easier. Because they have compartments. And they just put things in those male slots and they don't get all like spaghetti. But women are complicated. Oh, that's why if you have a lot of girls, it's not as easy. Because I think boys are a lot more simple um, and straightforward and easier to raise. But uh, that's been my experience. But you know, um, women can get emotional. And it's certainly... You know, I'm almost accepting it. I used to be more legalistic to think, no, the word, the word, the word. But honestly, sometimes it happens. So the point is, instead of stuffing it or thinking, oh, I got to, there's things we can do with our mind. And we could feel so much better and um because we can locate things up here. That's just an example, okay? Because what I really started to say is, so put that on the shelf, that um, there is a, uh, another good one like that that we learned. What was it? Oh. Uh, have you seen a sign? I know now on TJ Maxx, they've got some good signs, I noticed. Shopping there a month or so ago. Uh, one was faith, a definition of faith. One was hope, a definition of hope. And another one said something. Oh, I was going to bring it, but I didn't. But, huh? Love. Love, and one for love. Yeah, yeah. And then I found one that really meant something to me personally because this probably the same person said, I do believe years, years ago, uh, the past, the future, and the present, those three things were on this sign. And it didn't say it exactly the way I had learned it, but here's what it is. The gist of it, the past is gone, right? So the past is history, Right? Everybody agree? The past is history. There's nothing we can do about it. And believe me, at the age I am now, I really know some of these things because I've been working at it a long time. Huh. And, it, and you know, it's not always easy, especially guilt about children. Uh, other things, you know, did I do enough? Whatever. You know, women go through that because you're a mother. Um, but uh, I've learned that there's ways to just... You know, 
It even says it in the word. I think it's in Psalm 139. Yeah. And um, that, of course, we didn't do everything perfectly, right? So you just check that off. We're all human. Nobody does things right. But we're not responsible. If we continue to be responsible for things of the past or our life, that's why we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. That's why that's what our confession has to be. And do you see how the enemy gets all these little webs? It's like they're like cobwebs or spider webs. So you'll worry. Yeah. So you'll have to go down that little track. And where do you end up? Nowhere. Like in a rocking chair. Rocking back and forth. It doesn't do a bit of good because you haven't moved forward at all. Okay. These are things I learned the hard way. So, well, I'm still learning them. We never, ever arrive, I don't think, but, um, but I'm really getting the mastery over things because uh, my family was a little anxious, little worriers. No, they had a nervous system that was sort of, um, what do I want to say, maybe a little vulnerable or something, or their nervous system was a little, and, but, uh, so I learned to turn the negative into the positive over the years. But, um, and we all have those things. But isn't it wonderful? We're children of God. We've been born again. That's a new license. And when you think of Easter and the cross, you see that was all nailed to the cross. Every one of those things, it's been erased. It's thrown as far away as the east is to the west. It's out to sea, it's washed out, and it'll never come back. You know, we have to let go of the past because what we do then is we're really determining our future. None none of this is in my notes. We're determining our future because... If you don't learn how to just live in the present, present tense, that today's the day that the Lord has made. So I will rejoice and be glad that his mercies are new every morning. So we have a new, a new slate, new chance every day to change a picture or to add another color. Anything you want to do. It's wonderful. It's freedom, ladies. It really is. And because there's a journey, and we've got to say yes to the journey if we really want the heart of God and want to fulfill any kind of purpose for our own lives to give us the great end of this product of a relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So... It's the present. And you know why it's called the present? Because that's a gift. It's called the present. Now, the future, the future, we don't know. So we're not there yet. And it's even more unprecedented what we can expect in a way. We really don't, 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 don't know. So that's why we need more, our God to stand under the shadow of his wings and know that he's protecting us and that we're walking together and we're protected 
in Psalm 91, in Psalm 23, the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. We're his lambs. I was reading a psalm this morning, and I was just like, oh, I never read that one before. Or I was in a different Bible, too. Well, maybe I never read it before, about him holding his lambs to him. Can you imagine? I once saw a picture of Jesus just holding that little lamb. Oh, we're so dear to him. If we just let him take over more of our life, if we just decide voluntarily, I want to take another step. You don't have to go home and do something really radical, but it may feel that way because we have a flesh. We live in this body, and it sure wants to yell and scream and get its way. It's like a little child throwing a tantrum. And if you're doing things that maybe you shouldn't be doing or you wish you weren't doing, and I'm sure we've all been around a mountain where you just keep going around that mountain and you think, well, I just don't want to keep doing this. And you feel like you're not making the upward climb. Like, I want to go up, you know? And because that's getting more of the Lord in your life so that you're not feeling like COVID. <laughs> I have to stay at my house, protect myself, and be afraid. <laughs> no, we don't have to be afraid. Fear is not of God. Faith is of God. And it's trusting God, having faith in God. We have to believe that there's something else. Because for the future, it's an unknown. It's a mystery. We can't know it, right? So that's it. The past is history. The future is a mystery. But we have the present today, and that's why it's a gift, a present. And we can all enjoy it. And that's really all God wants us to do. He is so much better than we could ever imagine. He really is. He's not up there with a stick. He's not, he doesn't even get angry. He doesn't. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, he may be hurt. But I read somewhere else, he doesn't get angry. He's, he's got so much patience. He's just with us and in us and for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? You've got to start planning some of these word things in your mind, even memorize them. Pastor John had a course way back when Pastor Sam was here. The first thing he asked him to do what to teach was teach on renewing of the mind. And that is so, so, uh, it's still a hot topic. Because <laughs> we could never get there, can we? You have to keep doing it. I suddenly had the realization the other day, and I thought, oh, 
I want to retire. Well, I mean, we've been wanting to retire, but it's not going to happen for a while. But, um, I mean, I was hoping to have a home in Florida for at least three months a year or something. And I've had to go every year and think, mm, it's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. No, that's just a personal thing. And it probably wasn't, of course, it wasn't God. So, but I was wishing. And um, so, um, it, it, because our work is here and the people of God and what he's given us to do and all you beautiful people. And so we're blessed, blessed, blessed. And um, I suddenly had the realization, maybe it was something Joyce Meyer said or somebody on a ministry show, you know, we'll never get to the point. Because I thought, oh, well, you know, maybe once you retire sort of or take it a little bit easy, it won't be so hard. And then I realized, you're always, I'm always going to have to believe for something or my faith has to work. You have to keep working your faith or to believe or trust God. You can't not. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because it's such a blessing to be in the kingdom and to realize that we really are like his subjects in a big kingdom, even though we can't see it, even though so much is invisible, if we know where we're going, that's everything. And it's feeling like you could almost feel the draw of some of that cloud of witnesses of people that are up there. And, and so it's nothing to be afraid of. And... Um, so I just hope that this product can really get your desire or your, you know, when you read the magazine of Good Housekeeping where they tested all these products, and, but they said, this one we found the best. You know, that gets my attention. And I did that. I went to the uh, I went to the drugstore, and I just actually did one of those. And so I'm waiting to see the results. But uh, <laughs> but it's a good thing. So I think, well, it's going to work. But we have an ever, ever, ever. It's like the ever ready battery. He never runs out. He never gets tired. It says he's up there. He doesn't even sleep. Let me say, isn't it wonderful that if you go to sleep, you can think, wow, I'm not alone. Jesus is watching over me. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. And when we went to a church in Florida, probably last year or something before the COVID, he was saying something like that, that... Um, you know, think of it, you know, people maybe having trouble sleeping, you know, whatever kind of things could arise. But what a nice thought that my shepherd, because he's a shepherd, he's watching over his sheep. He can see us no matter what. 
where we are, we can't go far enough away to get away from him. Read Psalm 139. It will really fill you up of his love for you from birth until now and forever. We cannot go and get out of his love. We can't find that in the world. There's nothing, nothing. So many people, mm. anyway, um, that don't know and have nowhere to turn, but we do. So just realize that he is enough and try to make a decision to do something probably to have that quiet time. What do you think? You know what? We need to break up into groups. And just, uh, because I don't want to keep you here too long, but we still have time. Uh, So let's do that. Because that way you can, here's what I want you to think about. Let me see. That um, because if you're tired of going around the same mountain, if you're tired of thinking, how come this isn't working for me? Because I realized that from God, (laughs) He finally got through to me. Takes a while, you know. That's why we need a quiet time because we'll never hear Him unless we're quiet. Because you know. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's the third person of, oh, there's more. He's the third person of the Trinity. And for some reason, unfortunately, and probably because of the work of the enemy, people are afraid of this Holy Spirit thing. And it just doesn't, um, I don't know. But the point is, we have a triune God. It's God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And he's the one that we don't realize is a real person, too. And I don't want to say something that makes sound like heresy to anyone. But I know now, because I've studied and I've had the experience of knowing him, and he's just like a best friend. But for the longest time, I was afraid to, to make some movement big time, thinking, well, I don't want to be crazy. I, you know, I don't want to act silly or goofy like I know you could get sometimes if you're not really in touch with God or it could, you know. But he is a gentleman, and he's part of the package, and we really don't have to be afraid because if I only knew you know, what I would have known before. You know, sometimes we can't have regrets. And it's not of thinking, well, gee, if I would have done this, then maybe that or, you know. But just think about that. So if you have things that are really troubling you, this is a good time to maybe share something. I was trying to find the note I had of... Of, of sharing, and maybe Angela can say it better because we'd already talked about it, and I was going to have her do it, 
but I don't know where she is. Okay, so, and because I'm already into it. I'm right here. Back here. Back there, okay. So, she was going to break you into the groove, so it just dawned on me it's time to do that. Um, and it's about, we want you to share. If you, whatever's kind of on your mind, heart, where you're not getting, it's troubling you, you can't seem to get out of it, movement, whatever you think. Uh, and, and then you can pray for one another, like we've done before at the women's meetings. And I'll let Angela do that, okay? Well, thank you, Miss Anita. Uh, what a great word in, in due season. I always love listening to you share your heart so well. Um, and so now we can be like James 1.23. We can be a doer of the word. So um, as what Miss Anita said, we can like pass all those cares that, that God's here for us. He's not against us. That he wants to take our burdens and we can go to our secret place in Psalm 91. Um, so I'm going to put arrange some groups here of like two or three. So we're just going to, um, if you have something like a, a testimony you want to share, please share that. Because, you know, we overcome by the word of um, the Lord, or blood of the, you know, blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony, um, or a prayer requests. So we're just going to pray for one another in these little small groups. So big groups are like two or three um, to, you know, uh, pray for one another um, and or, you know, share something. Um, it's, you know, on the, uh, on the testimony side, so we can share the goodness of God in the land of the living. So, um, let's see, we'll start with you three here. So we, you three will be together. And if I kind of, uh, I'll try to see as people are sitting kind of like together, I'll try to arrange those two or four or whatever. So how about you four here? You'll be in one group. All right. And let's see. So Kim, we want you joining over here. I guess you three uh, could be a good, uh, good group together here. And how about the four here in this group? Um, and so Priscilla, so Jean, I'm going to get pull you up out of there. <laughs> Enjoy Miss <laughs> Priscilla. And um, I'm over here. We'll want you to go over here. Um, we'll have you three here. I think I've got that. Okay. So, Miss Maria, are you with uh, those three? And then uh, Miss Anita, so once you can join, I guess, um, let's see, any of the, there's a three over there. There's a three over there, Miss Anita, if you want to join. I don't know if you want to join. So you're there. Okay. All right, perfect. And I'll just throw myself somewhere. <laughs> Did I get you three together? Okay. All right. And so you four are together, right? Okay, so I got everybody? All right, cool.